All right, so let's start with the Nokar Mantra. Om Namo Arihantanam Om Namo Siddhanam Om Namo Ayariyanam Om Namo Ajayanam Namo Loe Sabasahunam Eso Panchanamokaro Savapavapanasano Mangalanancha salvesim Paramam havei mangalam Paramam havei mangalam So last time I mentioned something that I thought would be controversial. But to my surprise, no one remarked on it. So I'm going to bring it up again. I told you that you should let your memories go, that they weren't doing anything for you, that there's no reason you should hold on to them, and that they weren't even you at all. So can anyone tell me why I should hang on to my memories? And I'm not talking about uh, facts or values or skills like driving a car or anything like that. I'm talking about the memories of my life. Why should I hang on to them? I mean, good, good memories with your, what you say, family or something like that. Mm -hmm. Reminds you of good times, it makes you feel good, right? So. so I should hang on to my memories, my good memories, because they make me feel good? That can be one of the reasons. Okay. So let's say I have a memory like that. Let's say I took a vacation to the beach mm -hmm. and I had a nice time there. Why should I remember it? It gives you positive vibes again. If okay. you recall something good that has happened, nobody wants to recollect all the bad memories or right. a tough time that you've gone through in your life in the past. Mm -hmm. I think human tendency is to is to be able to recollect all good things, I think. Right. But wouldn't I be, you say it gives me positive vibrations, but wouldn't I be better served by learning to relax in the life that I have rather than remembering to relax when the time comes? Why do I need a memory to feel good now? You said I should have, I should hang on to my memories in order to feel good. But why do I need memories to feel good? I can feel good without memories. Yeah, you can feel good without memories too. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good question. Right? And so, shouldn't I feel good without memories? Why do I need memories as a crutch to feel good? So, memories prevent us from changing as much as we should. So you see how the memory of my nice vacation imprisoned me from examining my life and determining that I needed to change it. Because I had a nice time on that vacation. And that prevented me from being outraged now that I'm not happy now, that I'm not relaxed now, and I'm not relaxed any time that I'm not on vacation. Because I remember my last vacation, and I look forward to my next vacation, and I don't do anything about my life now. So it's a bar, it's one bar in the prison that we make for ourselves. 
mean, I can differ on that a little bit because uh-huh. if you meet your friend after 20 years or something like that, they were in school, you still feel good right now, but you, you feel better uh, when you talk to them what how the school days were and all that stuff, right? So when you reminisce with another person mm-hmm. about memories that you share, it makes you feel good. Yeah. But why? You can feel good without them. You can feel good knowing yeah. that person and conversing with them right now. I feel great talking to you right now. It doesn't matter whether I've known you for 10 years, or for 20 years, or if whatever kind of memories we share together. I can feel good, but I, I'll feel better when I talk to them. But then that stops me from feeling good when I talk with him, a complete stranger, because it's not the same as when I talk to you. And that is making my life worse now by hanging on to those memories. So by holding on to your memories, you create an obstacle to living a life congruent with your values. I think it's easy to consider a bad memory. Um, I don't think we need to talk about that. But for good memories, don't hang on to them. Let them go. They are stopping your growth right now. So bad memories are okay? No, I think we don't need to discuss bad memories. It's easy to see why bad memories... But let's talk about it. Let's talk about why we shouldn't even hang on to bad memories. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? I mean, we all think about, like, what if... Right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's learning. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. It's a good learning. It's a learning thing that, oh, next time I'll do this better or... Yeah. So give me a specific example and we'll talk about that. Touching the stove. Touching the stove. When it's hot. Okay. So you know that you know the, the lesson that you learned. I'm not saying... I'm not talking about facts or lessons or values. Okay. So you know that lesson that you learned not to touch the stove. But it's no use reliving that memory or hanging on to the memory of your pain when it happened. But I'll give you a most common example. If we have a negative experience with a person, okay, and we hang on to that memory, that interferes with our current relationship with that person and possible future relationship with that person. And that also interferes by because you get that anger, ego, deceit, and greed in you when you relive those bad memories and that attract, of course attracts negative karma to your life which is bad all right so agree with all of that okay but how, how do you stop that from the other person thinking of that <laughs> oh you can that only you, control that yourself that you, cannot control, yeah. you can only control can you make yourself. a little card for me to pass out to them <laughs> no, because you forgive them and you tell them you forgive the them and you hope that they forgive yes, you the no no but there's nothing about forgiving they they judge i mean you walk into any interview, right? You walk into any job place. You walk in anywhere. You walk into the grocery store and the lady checking you out just by the products you buy, sizing you up of what you're eating is what you are, right? Like, just anywhere you go, it's like, you know, people are sizing you up all the time. Yeah, that's true. You don't, you don't know that, right? You know, I mean, you go to a restaurant and the, your waitress is sizing you up that, hey, what am I going to get from this guy? Am I going to get a tip from this guy? This guy doesn't even look tippable, right? Like, you know, everyone's sizing everyone up, right? So what does it matter to you? Huh? What does it matter to you what they think? No, it, it matters to me because they voice their opinions to others. I think the point is the, right? way, the way you think that what they think about you is that premise is only wrong. Right? You should not think about what they think about you. He's somewhat talking, I think, about maintaining a reputation. Right? 
but that's we're not getting a f far afield yeah, from yeah. bad memories, right? Um, that's uh, is tangentially related to. I'm telling you, don't hang on to your good memories and don't hang on to your bad memories. So, you talk about the facts, the values that we can't or we don't need to worry about, but you're talking specific to the memory. So, if I think about, let's say an organ, you have an organ, eyes, mm -hmm. and I have an eye, and if you tell me, don't see anything, just an example, mm -hmm. well, it is meant for that, it is designed for that, it is, it's gonna run for that, I mean, it, right. you're gonna use it for that, Right. and I can close my eyes, definitely. The same thing goes with your memories, you know, if you're- I'll give you the difference there. Okay. Your argument is that your brain is designed to store memories, I yes. cannot not make it store memories. Yeah, so help but me you out can, it's diff your brain is different from your eyes. Okay. Thinking will change your brain. Nothing you do about thinking will change your eyes, except closing your eyes. Right. That, that's the only way you can make your eyes work differently. But thinking about things differently will change your brain and will change your life. The thoughts are not our thoughts. That's right. But you can, you, 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 can you don't originate choose. your thoughts, you but you choose which thoughts you pay attention to. And okay. which so thoughts you retrieve also, right? So, so, that's right. So that's what's, right. What's the trick of not... Remembering any of that, remembering memories. Mindfulness. <laughs> so is it somewhere? Isn't some memories uh, used as part of your growth and understanding and growing as a? That's teacher? right. That's why I said, hang on to your facts, hang on to your values, hang on. I'm not saying forget how to drive a car. I'm saying don't hang on to your bad memories and your good memories about your life. I mean, uh, experience the successes. The successes, what you have had in life, like not in profession but in business, everywhere else, right? It like next time when you want to perform that job, you will think about okay, I have done this before, or I have, I know how to do this, or it will motivate you to do something good, right, in the future. So I'm trying to understand why good memories are bad. You want to use good memories to motivate you right. in the future, but you don't need to use those. You can use logic to do that. You don't need to reproduce those feelings that you had. Because they will get in your way. What what you can use your the things that you remember. Okay, you can use the information that you remember facts. that was a success, like facts. Or if I do do X, then Y is the result. But you don't need to hang on to the memories of your life to do that. So should you not take pictures? <laughs> yes, that's right. You should no take pictures, pictures right? No, no selfies, selfies. No iPhones. <laughs> no, I like no because every time you see a picture somewhere, you yeah. go no, back the, to that. The memory. purpose of the picture is to pr produce an emotional response in you. You should not take pictures. I'm telling you, your life will be better if you don't take pictures. So a couple of weeks ago, we learned about the powers of stories and self-talk, especially in relation to parenting. Right? Does anybody remember that lesson? Can anybody give me a synopsis of that class? The power of stories? Okay, so the thrust of the class was our brain is wired to respond to stories. That's the primary ways our brain processes information. And in order to change your life, you should change the stories that you tell, especially about yourself. Okay? So remember that what we call life is a series of events that happen to our body. So why are your memories uh, false stories? Okay, I'm telling you that the stories that you tell yourself precludes other stories you could be telling yourself. 
And moreover, your memories are false stories you tell yourself. Okay, so why are they false? I don't know if they're false, but... I'm going to tell you why they're false. What we call life is a series of events that happen to our body. Okay? Okay. So your memories are false because you are not your body. You know you're not your body. You are a soul. It It would behoove you to consider your memories from the more accurate point of view of your soul rather than your body. If you consider your memories as something that happened to your body, that's a false memory that is limiting you by precluding the stories you could be telling about yourself to yourself. What are the correct stories you should be telling to yourself? The story of the things that happened to your soul. That is a true story that you should tell yourself. And that is how you can use your memories to enhance your life. That is, when you think about something that happened to you, think about the karma that made those events occur. Think about the reaction that you had that gained additional karma, how you can limit those. Those are true memories that you should be telling yourself because they are memories that, they are things that happen to your soul, not to your body. So let's talk about identity since I just told you you're not your body. So who are you? Well, when most people ask that question, we usually answer with a name, an occupation, a relationship like a husband or father, or maybe even some hobbies, what you do in your free time. But all of that is trash. Throw it away. You know you're not your name, you're not your job, you're not your relationship, You're not what you do in your free time, and I'll do you even one better, you're not your body. Right? So who are you? You're a soul, and how that soul is is expressed through your values and your level of congruence with those values. That's who you are. When you see people walking down the street, they're a set of beliefs and what they will do to act on those beliefs or what they will not do to act on those beliefs. That's all that people are. That's what you, cons- you should consider yourself that you are. So when you start telling yourself a truthful story, when you realize that that's the truth, that's when you'll start to live a congruent life. And that's what we call Samyat Nan, Samyat Darshan, and Samyat Charitra. Proper knowledge, proper faith, and proper action. By holding on to your false memories, You prevent yourself from having the correct knowledge about the causation that occurs in your life. So questions or comments on that? That was a lot to hit you with all at once. Do you actually think that you're a soul? No, yes. we don't. Oh, yeah, great. Yes. We got one here. Remember, the, remember during the Power of Stories class, I told you that if you started thinking of yourself as a soul, your life would change. It's hard to dissociate yourself from your body. Very hard. Very hard. Because all actions that we do have some relation to what you're doing physically. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard because I agree we... I mean, we should be doing some more mental activities, at least I should, mm-hmm. more than I have been, 
but uh, physical activities we do maybe 90 plus percent of our time. Right. Uh, 99 maybe for me. Right. Yeah. So we can't even conceive of not being in a body. That's how hard it is. Exactly. We, the muscle and mind connection is so strong, we can't even conceive of a life without being in a body. But you know you're not your body. You know that you have different characteristics from your body. You know that your body only perceives a very small fraction of reality and so small as to be irrelevant. You know you only see one a range of a spectrum of light right now. You know that there are many, many more things that you don't see because of the limitations of your eyes. But we don't believe it because we can't see it. You know that there are phone calls and Wi-Fi and all these signals going around our head right now. But it's hard to believe that they're there. But it's the truth that they're there. The reality is that they're there. But it's very hard because we cannot see it. And you know you're a soul. Just like you know the reality is of these signals going around your head. You know you're a soul. But it's very hard to see it. Okay, so this next part has less to do with Jainism and more to do with identity. <clears throat> so also, when you answer to someone who you are, you might reply with uh, your personality, some aspects of your personality or the things you're good at and therefore tend to do often. That is, you might reply with your strengths and weaknesses. So let me give you a false analogy, but a useful one. Okay, this is going to be false, what I'm going to say to you next. But it's a stepping stone that we're going to use to get to the truth. Here it is. Strengths and weaknesses are two sides of the same coin. That is, there are no strengths without weaknesses. So, to prove that to you, let's play a game. You give me a strength or weakness, and I will give you the other side of that same coin. So let's say you give me a weakness, and you, it's called presumptuousness. Well, I will give you a strength called confidence. Okay? Let's say you give me a strength, and it's called intelligence. I will give you a weakness, and it's called arrogance or alienation. That is the other side of that coin. Okay? So you, you hit me with something. So can you weakness you give me a strength? Yeah. Uh, food. No, no, no. Not a weakness to something. Personal emotion. A, a, a weakness of something. Of, of, a, of somebody. How about discipline? Discipline. Okay. Is that... that discipline. You're giving me the strength of discipline. I will give you the other side of that coin. And it is non-spontaneity. Maybe I'll call it overthinking. Not, not oh, rigidness. Yeah. How about that? Oh, perfect. Sure. Even better one, rigidness. Okay. Give me another one. I'll give you one. Here's a strength called decisiveness. Well, I'll give you one, a weakness called impulsiveness. Impatience. Weakness as Impatience as a weakness. Patience. I will give you one called decisiveness. 
How about charitable? Charitable. What's the opposite of frugal? I'll give you one called the opposite of frugal. When you spend your money carelessly. Right. Flamboyant or lavish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but that's the idea that I'd, I'd like to present Flamboyant. to you. Humble. Humble. Humble as a strength. I will give you a weakness of humbleness as a strength. I will give you a weakness of not not acting when it's appropriate. Not acting when it's time for you to act and it's appropriate for you to act. So have I proved to your sufficient liking that strengths and weaknesses are the same, are two sides of the same coin? Okay? So now, here's the hard part. And here's where most of us are going to fail. The hard part is reorienting our lives around our own strengths and weaknesses. Now, notice I didn't say that we should maximize our strengths and minimize our weaknesses. Because when you start to understand, really understand the coin analogy, you'll start to realize that it's false because strengths and weakness, strengths are weaknesses and weaknesses are, are strengths. That means they're the same thing. It's not that they're two sides of the same coin. It means that they're the same thing. And that's the realization I'm trying to get you to understand today about your life, is that those two words, strength and weakness, mean the same thing, but with an irrelevant value judgment tacked onto it. So here's an example. Let's say I'm trying to find an employee for a job I have. And you tell me about your friend. You say, he's totally not a good employee. He's indecisive, he's socially awkward, and he comes to work late all the time. Totally not a good employee. I say, perfect, he's hired. I haven't even met the guy, he's hired. I need a thoughtful, loner, night owl for this astronomer job that I have, that I have to get filled, right? So strengths and weaknesses are the same thing. They're not two sides of the same coin. We need somehow a new word to talk about this. Now the hard part is finding that in yourself and reorienting your life around that. Because we can't easily change our job at this age. We can't easily do different things. But we can easily change the way we act. And we can easily change our relationships around our own whatever we're calling this new word, that are strengths and weaknesses. So questions or comments on that? Okay, so in case you haven't been 
convinced yet, let's keep on going with the game. You give me a strength or weakness, and I will tell you <coughs> the other side. Honesty. Honesty. Untactfulness. Love. Love. <clears throat> Irrationality. So strength and That's what I'm going to give you. You give me love, I'll give you irrationality. But I, I was using love as a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Overthinking. Inability to act. the example that you gave, the point is anybody's weakness can be strength for somebody. And they're the same thing. They're the same thing. And that's why I mean any weakness is fine. That's why or any strength is fine. Right? I mean what what's the point then? That's what the point is that strengths and weaknesses are the same thing. Okay. You should reorient your life around yours. Okay, so any questions or comments about anything we talked about today? I told you to let go of your memories. Let go of your good memories. Let go of your bad memories. I told you that you're not your job. You're not your relationships. You're not your body. That, if, that you're a soul. And I told you you should reorient, it, reorient your life around strengths and weaknesses, which are the same thing. Anybody disagree with any of that? Or anybody want to discuss anything? I mean, all hard things to achieve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one asking you to better your life. No, when you absolutely. leave these doors, everybody is praising you. They're saying, that's so great, you've been doing this job for 10 years. That's so great, you're raising the family the right way. I am the one telling you, you're eating the wrong food, you're thinking the wrong things, you're living your life wrong. You're only going to get that here. And that's what you need. Everybody else is blowing smoke up smoke at you. I mean, the whole concept where how the new generation differs from what has been written in the previous, whatever, our journeys and books, right? So that's where we are trying to match towards it, right? And see, apply logic to it, as you said, right? Apply logic. And when you apply logic, it doesn't uh, work out sometimes. So that's it. I didn't understand that. I mean, good memories. So when you apply logic, it doesn't feel uh, it is the right logic. Right? I'm telling you, your good memories are holding you back, and they're imprisoning your and they're imprisoning your mind. And that's why you should let go of them. And I'm telling you, your memories are false if they are not from the point of view of your soul. Yeah, I mean, if you take memories, whatever good memories, as facts, what you did in previous, then it's just, then it's fine. Sure, right? yeah. Then it's, then the logic works. So that's why we try to apply logic. Right, exactly. I'm not saying you should let go of any of your facts or your values or your skills that you know. I'm just saying you should let go of your memories and stop taking pictures. When was the last time you looked at your pictures? When was the last time you took your pictures on your vacation? Did you ever go back and look at them? 
pretty much every day. You look at your pictures every day? The kids yeah, yeah. I want to make sure they remember I took them to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> All that money you spent. <laughs> That's all useless. <laughs> okay, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you.